Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Sexy Lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships. And hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. We sure do. So are you fed up with hookups and heartbreaks? Perhaps you're enjoying, you know, casual sex, but you're ready to find love and a life mate. If you're still trying to figure out where you're going to find the perfect love-seeking single that suits you best, then you need to listen up for today's show. On today's show, we're going to find out how you can become your very own dating guru and attract your perfect match so that you can expand and explore your sexuality and enjoy great sex together. We sure are. It's going to be a great show. But first, let's take a moment to talk about our top waterproof blanket because no one wants to sleep in the wet spot and squirt is hot until it's not. So if you're fed up with sleeping in the wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils to silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. Search for Top Waterproof Blanket on Amazon today. Great sex starts now. It sure does and so does our show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David and we're so excited to introduce today's special guest. Laura Bellotta is an author, radio host, dating coach, matchmaker, and founder of a successful dating website, singleinthecity.ca. And I'm sure she has lots of amazing things to talk to us about what's going on in the dating space. Laura, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Welcome. I mean, no, not welcome. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm so used to doing my own show. (laughs) Thank you. Sorry, that hello. I had a brain fart there for a minute. No, nice to have you on our show today. We're very excited. I get those brain farts all the time. (laughs) Yes, I'm glad to be on your show. Yeah. No, it's so fun. Tell us a little bit about your radio podcast. It's called The Dating and Relationship Show. Oh, there you go. Go ahead. And my company is called Single in the City. Mm -hmm. And the show airs Sunday nights on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. It's also a podcast. Uh, It's available on iTunes and on Apple Podcasts. And uh, we just uh, explore the world of dating and relationships with experts and people out there, you know, doing it, like dating, and we talk about sex, we talk about all sorts of things, but we really do aim at helping people uh, with their relationships and, you know, um, their complicated dating lives, because dating nowadays is so complicated. Absolutely. Have you ever had the opportunity to do a show about swinging? <laughs> yes, we have with uh, with you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> convenient. Yeah, just that a couple. One. Wasn't it two, three weeks ago yeah. now? Yeah. It yeah. Was, yeah. It, was, it, was. it was great too. I mean, a lot of people were in, definitely interested in the topic uh, when I was promoting it. They're like, I'm going to tune into that. Oh, yeah, it's that's interesting. Lo- that's great. Because it's not the norm. No, it's not. So 
people don't know what to expect. People don't understand it that well. You know, after the show, my girlfriend texts me and she's like, you don't understand. You still don't understand the lifestyle. It's not always about sex. It's not all about sex. I'm like, okay, (laughs) take it easy. (laughs) Relax. Yeah. So So it was a good show. You've been doing this matchmaking and dating coach for quite a while now. Can you give us a little idea about your whole journey and how you got to where you are today? Well, uh, yes. So it started 18 years ago, and I um, I saw this company that was throwing a speed dating event in Toronto, and uh, there weren't many people doing it back then. I think it was the, there was maybe another one called Nine Dates or something, and. Uh, so I went to one of the events and I was like, this is so cool because I was just, you know, leaving my 20s and entering into my 30s and I thought, where do I meet someone? I just, I, it was so difficult, right? Like, I don't want to meet someone at a club. I'd been going to clubs for years. I didn't meet anyone. It's just a totally different scene, those clubs. So I thought, I could do this, right? I could do this and I can make it a one-stop shop, this amazing place for single people to go and explore and uh, meet other singles and and join in on fun activities and go to events and uh, so and the speed dating was was pretty hot so that's that's pretty much how it started I thought I can do this and so it the name came about one day I was at my other job and someone said hey how about like single in the city like sex in the city I was like that's it oh nice <laughs> love that and, and then that was it you know went uh registered the name and started with the full moon speed dating party. I think it was June of 2002. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. And so, and then from there, we just, you know, we hosted more events, a lot of mixers and dances, and then some activities. And then I thought, well, like, look at all these people who need help with dating. So that's where I started to, you know, just get more involved in the dating industry and in the dating world and really like doing my research and and just actively learning all the time so that I could teach other people. And then that's where also the matchmaking came in because uh, people were having a hard time meeting others still, and a lot of them were getting ripped off by some, you know, matchmakers that promise them everything, take their money, and then don't give them anything back. So I thought, I'm going to create this matchmaking service where it's just so affordable for people, it's it's basically a couple hundred bucks to get into the service, and then it's fifty dollars a date. So you're not really, you know, we don't guarantee you a certain amount of dates and a certain amount of time, but at least you're not wasting thousands of dollars on a I matchmaker. Hope. Because yeah. at the end of the day, matchmakers are not God. Mm-hmm. So you know, we can't make those promises. And if someone does promise you that, then they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so that's where that all came about. And then of course, I'm still hosting the events and. Uh, on an ongoing basis and all the above. Cool. So we're going to talk about your book in a second, and then we're going to get into some of the things that people need to know about dating. But I want to know a little bit more about this speed dating, how it works. I mean, Carol and I, when we go to some of our swinger events, they do um, speed dating for couples. And it's like absolute chaos because now you have four people sitting at a table trying to get to know each other. You have 90 seconds and it's so hard to get past the, so where are you from? 90 seconds? Yeah. yeah well, that's crazy. the first mistake. Right? <laughs> okay, go for that's, it. That's the first, like, who are these people? And, and are they, is it busy? 
It's really it always. Is. But what's what's well, maybe? Wait a second. This is a great idea, maybe for myself, because this is in Montreal. No, this is usually on the it's at a, the events on, on the cruise some ships. Some of our cruises or, or yeah, hedonism at the swingers events, so that people can get to know each other very quickly. But the fun part about oh, the, so you do them at the okay at so the at, mixers. At a heat, all right. Yes. So when you go to hedonism, yes. Right. The fun part okay. about couples speed dating is everybody there is really to have sex. So you sit down, and instead of you know where you're from, what are you doing? It's like Okay, so when do you want to fuck and what do you like? <laughs> and, you know, in 90 seconds, you can get a lot in and a lot of people go from there right to the playroom. Okay. Oh, wow. A little different yeah. than your speed dating, but tell me a little bit so. about yes, your events. <laughs> Here again, I'm going, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it, I, I mean, speed dating is, is, I think, a good thing because it introduces you to a, a wider range of people that you would never have met otherwise. And you're meeting people face-to-face. And, and I think <laughs> that it, it's still the best way to meet people. And dating apps have proven to be a waste of time uh, for so many people because I feel there's so much, it's so superficial, and you're judging uh, off a of photo, photo rather than personality, mm-hmm. right? You're, mm-hmm. you're gauging someone's personality based on a picture. So now you could be missing out on potentially, like, some great people, that you would never even swipe right to because you don't necessarily like what they look like in, in that picture. particular photo. Exactly. And not all yeah, photos are flattering. Or photos. And yeah. some people, you know, I sit down with a lot of guys in my matchmaking service, and women too, and I'll say, well, how come you haven't uploaded any photos? And they say, well, because I, I, I don't look good in photos. And it's like, well, yeah, that's because you're telling yourself you don't look good in photos. So it's an insecurity. So when you're telling yourself you're not going to look good in the photo, you're not going to look good in the photo mm-hmm. because then we start making these weird, uncomfortable faces. <laughs> and they turn <laughs> right? out to Doesn't be really ugly sense? pictures. <laughs> yeah, so, so exactly. So I'm like, just listen, calm down. I'll take your photo. I end up taking a lot of people's photos, and I just I coach them through it. And they're like appreciative after. It's like, yeah. thanks. Yeah. I keep thinking I'm going to add it as a service, but <laughs> I do enjoy doing it because I think it makes people feel good too. And mm-hmm. I'm like, look, look, this is a good photo. And they're like, okay, okay, it's not so bad. Um, also, you know, speed dating is a numbers game. So when you're dating multiple people at once, the chance of finding someone that you like increases. And... Uh, you just really need, you know, that instant connection with someone, right? So, uh, which does happen, but you're only going to know if you meet someone face-to-face. And this is why we put, on, we put a bunch of people together who are looking for love in a room. So you know that everyone who goes to a speed dating is looking for a, a partner. Mm-hmm. It's not really, I know you guys want to hear, man. you guys, yeah, you guys probably don't want to hear that. You guys like... <laughs> You guys want to hear, wow, people come there to find a sexual partner. But, hey, you know, people are looking for instant gratification these days. Hookups are so the norm now on these dating apps. So maybe that's something I should explore. Maybe if you want, looking for a one-night stand, Mm, you know. Interesting. Come to a sex speed dating event. (laughs) Maybe I should do a poll. How (laughs) many people would be into that? There you go. Yeah. Now I always a lot of ideas here, guys. I always think about the movie Hitch, which I don't know if you've seen it or if you love of it. Course, it's one of, of my course. favorite Everyone movies. Everyone says, "Are you Hitch?" <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Hitch? So I kind of yeah. I kind of picture the speed dating to be like that. There's a scene there where they do the speed dating, you know, and they they go from like table to table. Is that kind of what you put on, or can you describe yes, what you, you go, do? So you you go from table to table. So it's every place. about I do. 
well, it depends how many people are there. Larger events, I, I, the dates are three minutes. Shorter, uh, when there aren't as many people, I normally about four minutes. No more than four minutes, though, because four minutes when you're sitting with the wrong person mm-hmm. can seem like I heard mm-hmm. 20 minutes. Right, right. <laughs> You yeah. know, and some people will go, um, I'll let you know when, when to ring the bell faster. It's like, <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. You know, yeah. it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Or oh. people try to skip certain people. I scold them, though. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, if you skip people, you're not going to meet anyone else because I'm going to, like, kick you out. <laughs> and sometimes it's good to really realize what you don't want in life in a partner because that's, you don't know that always, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important. Now, then let's get on to the next topic, which is the book that you wrote. Tell us about that book. Well, I wanted to share my experience as a day coach and matchmaker and running a successful dating business. And I guess it was 15 years back then. It's it's been 18 now. So, yeah, the book launched three years ago uh, in February. And And it's it's called Single in the City from Hookups to Heartbreaks. Yeah. Single in the City, From Hookups and Heartbreaks to Love and Life Mates, Tales and Tips to Attract Your Perfect Match. Mm, Good title. I realized that people were really struggling with being single and finding the relationship they wanted uh, because society has changed. It's not as easy out there as it used to be. With all the dating avenues available nowadays, it's become so much more difficult to meet someone. Therefore, if you're out there and you're single, you need to step up your game. You need to be proactive and you need to stand out from the crowd. And I just wanted to help people by giving them the necessary tools to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wanted to help them under, understand who they are, which helps them determine the type of person that they want to be with. Because if you haven't figured yourself out, then it's really going to be a difficult to figure out who is right for you. So overall, with the book, I just wanted to to help people be more successful in their dating life by figuring out what they're doing wrong, like, you know, what they can do to fix it, and ultimately find the relationship that they've always dreamed of. And when you wrote the book, what was your favorite chapter, your favorite part of the book that you come back to again and again and said, wow, you know, I did that well? All of it. (laughs) I love it. All of it. You know, I really like the part about different can be good. So dating outside your comfort zone. I think that we all have this type in our heads and we have to let it go. And oftentimes we'll date the same type over and over again and we get the same result, but it doesn't click. It's like we don't learn from our mistakes. So I always encourage people to date outside your comfort zone, give new people chances that you normally wouldn't. Um, and stop looking for someone based solely on attraction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because just because someone's attractive or you're attracted to them does not mean they're right for you. There are so many levels. Like you have to look at compatibility. Compatibility and attraction is the best, right? But you can't just be attracted to someone because the relationship is not going to work out. And people have to keep in mind that their type might, might have changed and they don't even know it yet. And so many people are insecure about themselves. Like there's that old adage where you have to love yourself first before you can love someone else. Do you end up getting some clients who are just so down on themselves that they think they're never going to find their their proper match and they're like hopeless? Yes. And I am a big advocate of uh, working on yourself and being the best version of yourself. Because if you don't like yourself, 
right, and you don't possess the qualities that you're looking for in a mate, then you're not going to find the mm-hmm. right person. Mm-hmm. So you really need to, you know, one of the, the things I see a lot of is that people, they get out of a relationship and they're so afraid to be alone. So what are they, instead of taking time out, breathing and going, okay, I'm going to learn how to like myself, damn it. I'm going to learn how to, you have to force yourself. I went through a breakup recently, and it was tough. And then I moved into this house by myself with my dog. He's elderly. And I'm thinking at night, I'm thinking, okay, I'm sitting here by myself. Uh, this is, can be depressing. I'm not used to being on my own. How can I turn this into a positive? I, I, my body's done a 180, not a 360. But about a 180, because all I do now is I, when I find myself getting lonely, I turn music on. So I, you know, I, I've got Apple Music, whatever it is. I download songs, and I turn, I turn it up. Like I bought this JBL speaker, you know, a good one, and I dance. And I dance. I could dance. I think this weekend I danced for like six hours. Wow! Total. <laughs> wow, that's cool. And I'm transforming my body. I feel good because now I'm building my confidence because it's like, you know what, I'm going to look so good in that dress or uh, in those heels now that my body is like rocking and I love it. It empowers me. And then just eating healthy and getting back to Laura again because it's like that's what I was. So I'm getting back to that and we just, we have to force ourselves and we have to, it's all mind over matter and it's all about mindfulness. You know, when you being mindful of what it is that you want, writing it down, being grateful, journaling, meditation, if that looks like, what, what, what does that look like for you? A lot of people meditate. I don't meditate so much. It's not my thing, but I do take the time to, to be mindful of my situation, my surroundings, and what makes me happy. What are those triggers? And what makes me sad? And do less of what makes me mm-hmm. sad and more of what makes me happier. For sure. And are you feeling good, like good enough to get back yeah. out on the dating market no, now? No, no, well. Not there uh, yet? No. Okay. No, not, you know, I, I think I just need a little bit more time. What about yeah. having a threesome? <laughs> and then and two, having a threesome? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to throw that in any chance he gets, Laura. You know that very yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> now I'm blushing. <laughs> you don't have to answer the question. Don't feel uncomfortable. My Instagram fans are listening. I can't talk like that. Fine. We'll talk off the air about that. No. But, but what you were just saying is, is so true, and it translates all the way into relationships. Once you get into a relationship, that level of self-confidence you have in, in uh, being a person Mm-hmm. It's so important, and, and there's so many different pieces that have to come together where you feel good about who you are as a person, like you're Whether saying. Whether you're in a relationship or not. Right, right. Yeah. But even when you get into a relationship, it's not like, okay, I found this person, is great, and now um, I don't have to be happy with myself. I'm going to do what I want for him. You still have to take care of yourself. I mean, Carol, um, you can talk a little bit about, you know, learning how to ask for great sex as you as you age well right? a lot of women don't know how to do that but once you figure it out and even if i was going how to, to have what great, great sex? great sex you know no, like, how to ask for great yeah, sex. but when women need it and oh, want how to it, ask 
for it. Right. A lot of women don't know how to well, ask for it. Some men don't know how to give it. Yes. Yes, you're <laughs> right. But if you don't ask for it, you often don't get it either. So I'm just saying that I've learned that with David, how to ask for it and say what I like and what I don't like. A lot of women are afraid to do that, even though they figure it out what they like and don't like. Then they don't know how to ask for it or share those that information with their new partner. And they go kind of backwards a little bit. And then, then I, they have I to... Can't yeah. You know, then they I have can't to see train. why you would, yeah. Sorry, I can't see why you would be afraid to ask what for what you want mm-hmm. and like. Well, a lot, well, of, a lot what, of people don't know how to communicate, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Especially oh, about that true. topic, exactly. But that's what we're true. gonna do is we're gonna ask Laura to hang on for a second. We're gonna come back and talk about the mistakes people make, kissing on the first date, fucking on the first date, self pleasuring, masturbation, all those good things. <laughs> but first we're gonna masturbation. Ta- oh, hey, yeah. we didn't talk about that. We're gonna talk later. We have our great sex matter segment coming up at the end, but Wow, all this is such great stuff, Laura. We're just going to ask you to hold that thought for a minute. We'll remind everybody that we are Carol and David, and we're talking with Laura Bellotta, author, dating coach, and matchmaker. And she's also the host of the radio show, Dating and Relationship Show, in Toronto, it's 6 a, uh, 6.40 a.m. Toronto. Uh, we're going to be right back after this. Please stay tuned. Yeah, we're really not going away. We're going to talk about Goddess Week, which is at Hedonism. Um, and we want to invite you to join us to the spectacular event at Hedo 2 in Jamaica. It's the uh, world's most iconic adults-only playground. And we're going to be there from May 9th to 16th, 2020. Yeah, Goddess Week is hosted by Kim and Brad from Tantric Hearts, and this week is all about adding more passion into your life and relationship, from goddess spot massage to feminine empowerment and manifesting desire. These daily play shops will help you discover the goddess within. They sure will. And to find out more about this event or all the other events that we go to, visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com. All right, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we're having a great discussion with author and dating coach Laura Bellotta. Now, let's get back into some of the important things people need to know or that happen when, they st- when they're out there dating. So why don't we talk about at least the top three mistakes that people make when they date? Ooh, top three. Um, there's probably a top ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we were thinking. Probably top 100, but let's start with three. Yeah, uh, yeah you're right, top 100. Uh, well, we already kind of talked about it a little bit. I think they, they don't choose someone based on compatibility. They choose someone based on attraction. They don't really take a, a look deep down into themselves and go, okay, what didn't work out in the last relationship? Who do I really get along with? Who don't I get along with? I think we need more self-awareness about who we are and what we want before we go out and date. That's so important. Another thing is, another mistake is that people's expectations are way too high. Mm. They have these unrealistic expectations of what this person should be like. Or some of them, I think, date out or try to date outside their league. You know, let's face it, if you come to me and you're out of shape and you don't work out and you want someone who's active and in shape and, you know, has a slim body figure, then you need to give yourself a reality check, right? Yeah. I get, sometimes I go, well, you don't mimic that. Mm-hmm. You know, why? Well, I'm starting to work out. I'm like, okay, well, you start to work out and then come back to see me, you know, like, because I, I, people are looking for a certain type of person as well. well that's, so that's if part you're of that fit and work out all the time, yeah. you want someone similar to you, someone with a similar lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Do you think, Laura, people um, try to be somebody that they're not? They, they, they try to be the person they expect their date wants them to be instead yes, of just being themselves? Yes, they're not being honest with who they are. Right. Mm-hmm. 
because, and this happens a lot on online dating sites or uh, dating apps, is people will lie. That's one of the big mistakes. It's another mistake. If people lie on their profiles, they lie about what they're looking for. They're not honest. They're not upfront. They lie about their age. They lie about their height. Even guys lie about their age. It's just, it, I, it floors me. Yeah, you know, it doesn't get, yeah, it doesn't know, Laura, get you anywhere, we, right? We just did a show with Abby Moss um, from the UK, and she did an experiment um, with one of the, the swinger dating sites over there, and she was blown away by some of the single guys that were putting up fake profiles as a couple. Pretending to be a pretending couple. Pretending to be a couple, and Carol and I were just blown away because wow. in, in the lifestyle, in the swinging lifestyle, the goal of meeting another couple is to have sex with them. So, so when you're going to get together, you're expecting to meet a couple and to hopefully have sex with them. And we couldn't figure out, and the show was, was great because she went through all the motions and had the date and all that stuff. And she confronted the guy and said, you know, why, why are you faking to be a couple when we, were, we have to meet? And the goal is for me and my partner to fuck you guys. And the guy was like, well, you know, I'm lonely. I just want to get out. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, what a waste of time yeah, for everybody it's involved. Just, it's a full, it's, the Internet is full of a lot of weirdos, okay? Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. but it's true. I agreed. There well, are a lot of normal people on there. I mean, what's normal, though? Like, define normal. But there, you know what I mean. Like, there's just a lot of people on there that aren't genuine. And they're just looking to have conversations with people. I know... I. I I have a friend who's been chatting with someone with this other woman for almost two over two over two months now, and they're yet to meet. And he keeps asking when they're going to meet, and they've had all these plans. You know, they've planned this and that together, and she, she just uh, she keeps making excuses. So there's something so going on there. They're having an online relationship, and they haven't actually met face to face. He doesn't want that, so yeah. she keeps but lying and saying, soon, soon, this has come up, that's come up. I said, no, if someone doesn't have five minutes to meet you, he even says, I'll go to you. Like, just meet me at the coffee shop. (laughs) Can we just see if there's chemistry here? Don't waste your time with people like that. Honestly, seriously, just move on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, and that's another thing. That's another mistake that we make, okay? We, We ignore red flags because... Some of us have been single for so long, and yeah. we see something yeah. that we like and you that doesn't come it. around often, yeah. so we tend to jump on it, mm-hmm. and we tend to avoid the red flags. Mm-hmm. Even people might will tell us, I'm not ready for a relationship, but we still poke our heads in there and, you know, go, oh, they're going to change because I'm going to get them to change. They're going to have sex with me, and then <laughs> everything's going to change. Uh, we want the thought of that person, not the actual person. And don't you find that some people are so good at writing great profiles but when it comes to the conversation and actually being a person the profile doesn't reflect their personality well of course and people have some, some, i mean i help people with their profiles some people don't write their own profiles mm-hmm. that's why so, you got to meet in person to really find out who yeah, the person is yeah of course but you know i'll tell you because i've gone on some a few dates from dating apps i i know it's like why, why are you on them well i i help match people right so sometimes i go through and i see someone i'll go maybe i'll reach out to this person for myself because mm-hmm. again like i can't meet people at my events so i've gone out on a few dates and i just find that afterwards i just feel deflated i feel like i feel uh why did i waste my time with that <laughs> i don't know so 
I don't want to be on any dating apps myself. I, I actually just want to hang out with myself for a little bit longer. That's good. Well, if yeah. you realize that, then that's great because it's all about reflecting what you need in your life. And at, at this particular time, that's how you want to be. I, yeah, I truly believe that uh, if you are at your best self and you have positive thoughts and you think highly of yourself and you like yourself and you enjoy your company, you're going to attract someone just as amazing as you are Mm -hmm. into your life. Mm -hmm. And it might not happen right away, but eventually it will happen. You have to put yourself out there still, but I think you have to be open to it. And I think eventually, so that's where I'm getting to. I'm getting to that place where it's like okay, I'm untouchable here. I feel mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Good, no? good. It's so, come. so now, now let's let's move on. So people are now not going to make those three mistakes we were talking about. They finally meet a person in person. They're not texting. They're not um, on Skype or on FaceTime. They've actually met the person. They're going out. They're on their first date. What are today's rules about kissing or fucking on the first date? Well, there are really no rules. Kissing, oh, it depends how hot they are. <laughs> of course. I mean, if two people feel like it, like who's to stop you from doing that? And of course, if if that's what you're looking for, because there are a lot of hookups happening, if you want to have sex on the first date and, and you don't expect too much to come out of it, I say go ahead. Why not? I, I do tell people, though, to be careful when it comes to, spec- to sex. Sex can bring out attachment issues, particularly for women. So if you're the type of woman that gets attached quickly when you have sex, then I would probably avoid it. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I just want to go sideways for a second here. Because in, in the swinging world, we have three rules that are written in stone. The first one is ask first. The second one is no means no. And the third one is, if you don't get an enthusiastic yes, it's a no. So if someone's out on a date, do you actually say, is it okay if I kiss you? Because as swingers, normally we do. Is it, is it okay to kiss you? Is it okay to touch your t- tits? I think that was that used to be the proper thing to do. Mm-hmm. I don't think it happens so much anymore. I think it, it people go off a of feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know if there's an attraction there, and you have to look for the signs. So if you're trying to go in for a kiss and the person is not looking towards you, the person hasn't been really giggling most of the night or engaging with you that much or looking away from you a lot or can't really give you eye contact, I probably wouldn't kiss them. Mm-hmm. That would make but sense. But if someone's sitting in proximity to close proximity to you, maybe, you know, subtly touches your hand or you put their hand on your shoulder and you're okay with it. There's a little flirting, lots of like back and forth. Uh, and is it okay? Thing. And like smiling and giggling. Then yeah, yeah, maybe. And if the girl especially gets in your space, because girls tend to back away when they're not feeling comfortable. Yeah, that's a good sign. And it's sign. important for guys to really keep an eye on that. I hate when a guy gets in my space. It drives me crazy. It's mm. like, no. Well, unless feet. you want it. If you want it and two you feel feet. it, then exactly. it's great. But mm. give me two feet. I need two feet. Go away. So, so <laughs> Stand in, over there. In the sp- unless you want it. 
And so, and that doesn't, that magical moment doesn't happen very often. Mm. And again, this is what I'm talking about. When we get blinded, we meet someone and we love the thought of them and thinking, oh my God, so attracted to this person. Where'd they come from? And then down the road, you find out they're messed up and you're already kind of hooked. And then it starts this cycle of trying to get the guy or for a guy trying to get the girl. Yeah, it's just happening yeah. a lot mm. nowadays. People tend to be a lot more emotionally unavailable. People tend to be afraid of committing because they think the grass is greener on the other side mm-hmm. because they're afraid that they're going to lose their freedom because marriage sucks. Look <laughs> at the society we've grown up in. Uh, so all these things contribute to people being uh, standoffish, emotionally unavailable. Rejection is on the rise. So if you're dating nowadays, you got to be open to rejection. Mm-hmm. So because if you're not, then you uh, just stay home. Don't yeah. be dating. So as, <laughs> as swingers, it's it's the woman who drives the dating. It's the woman who drives mm-hmm. the sex. It's the woman who drives the evening. Is it okay for a woman to kiss the guy? Is it okay for the woman sure. to, to say, do you want to come back to my place? Is, to to initiate the sex, to say, you know, pull uh, down your pants, I want to suck your well, cock? Well, I would never invite, I would never suggest inviting a stranger home to your house when mm. you don't know them. So no, ever, never, not no. when you don't know them. I think it's crazy when women do that. You mm-hmm. don't know who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually, if you get to know somebody, then yes, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen no matter what. Is it okay for a woman to drive? Yeah, I, I'm all for that. I, when I was younger, I don't really do it so much now, but I was such a go-getter when I wanted a guy. Mm-hmm. I would write my number down on a piece of paper and I'd sure. hand it to him and yeah. go, I'd do it quickly mm-hmm. and go, I'm not sure if you're single, but if you are, maybe grab a drink. <laughs> and then I'd run <laughs> off. And then I would hope he'd call. And if he didn't, I just thought, okay, well, it's not because he doesn't like me. It's because he's in a relationship. Right. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, is so. there like a perfect time or age or stage of life where you are the most ideally open to finding that perfect match? No. No. Any but time of life. Of course. Because, I mean, the greatest gift is loving and being loved. It's so amazing. And that's what we all strive for. And really, unless you're really uh, hurt from a past relationship or relationships going up with whatever you grew up with. But that's why I suggest people, you know, get help if they're having issues around that and getting into a relationship. But no, I think any stage of life, we all deserve to be loved. And I I do, though, I mean, it's so important, though, you're not ready when you just come out of a relationship. You need to just please do yourself a favor and get back to self-love and liking yourself because nobody's going to like you if you don't like yourself. Mm-hmm. And you know that. You need to ask yourself this question. Would I date me? Mm, and the, if the answer is no. I'm, I wouldn't date me. Then why can you, well, how can you expect someone else to date you or want to date you? You have to possess the qualities that you're looking for in a mate. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Now, when you start talking to a new a new mate and you start divulging yourself, there's a lot of TMI, too much information about yourself at the beginning. You kind of want to pace it out. At what point do you tell like intimate things about what you like and maybe sexual preferences and and positions and things? At what time? At what point of the relationship or the dating should you actually be talking about those things? Sex. 
Well, and personal things, really intimate and, yeah, about sexuality. For some, it would be quicker than others. I guess depends on how sexually attracted you are to each other and how quickly you want to have sex with them. It's all about comfort level. It really is. I mean, do you ever meet someone where you think, frick, I feel so comfortable around that person? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kind and of they like wanna... you were meant to meet them. Yes, and you can tell them things and they tell you things. And it would be easier in that sense. I think you both have to be on the same page because if one person's not, having those conversations can feel awkward and weird. And then that would be a red flag for that relationship. Mm -hmm. I got you. Okay, so I I think that you have to both be on the same page. I got a question. So Uh we we have some um, swinger or lifestyle friends who recently, for one reason or another, became single and are back out on the dating scene. Mm -hmm. Now... They are people who are very sexually open. They are, they've lived the last, whatever, 10, five years of their lives going to clothing optional beaches, going to clubs. And, you know, they, they, that's part of their life. If they're out there dating, how soon on a date or in a relationship should they bring that up to the person they're dating with and and it's actually two or three women that we know who love being in the lifestyle and love doing all these events how um how quickly would they bring it up to the guy that they're dating even the Uh, fact that they're bisexual sooner than later Mm -hmm. sooner than later if if you're if you're compatible and you think that this might go somewhere then then sooner than later because you don't want to lead someone on again, because if that's what you're ultimately looking for, then you have to be honest about what you're looking for. Again, back to honesty and being honest at the beginning. Don't waste people's time. And even if you're willing to give up that lifestyle for this new person who obviously is not uh, into that lifestyle, uh, uh, you still have you still have skeletons in the closet that you've been to these places and you've done this kind of thing. But I don't think past. those people would give it up. Well, I'm just saying that you still have to talk about it because even if you do decide to give it up, you still, it's part of you, right? I know, that's the honest thing to do, but uh, I'll tell you, you get with the wrong person and they might just not want to date you. Sometimes I think things are okay being left unsaid. People don't have to know absolutely everything about you. If it's not something that you don't think you want to continue or you know that you don't want to continue then I don't know. But if it's something that you want to explore, if they mm-hmm. want to explore, mm-hmm. then I would definitely bring it up. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people need to know all your, like, all everything your about you when it comes <laughs> to sex. I mean, the past is a past. I've found that guys don't, like, when I, you know, when I have a relationship, they don't want to hear about my past when it comes to sex. True, they right? kind of get jealous. Mm-hmm. But what if they what if they ask you you know like what's what, the craziest thing you've ever done yeah, sexually? or what do you like what position do you like the most is it okay to come out and say well I like the position I, you know I've said yeah I've kissed a girl or whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I don't know well, obviously <laughs> they're asking so that. that means they're interested right right yeah right now, do you well act- no could be or could I I had a boyfriend that couldn't stand lesbians. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why? And you said, because he had a bad experience because this lesbian was hitting on his girlfriend oh, and okay. he felt threatened by it. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that doesn't mean that every lesbian is going to hit on your girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It was weird. I know, right? Like, you yeah. never hear guys say, 
Hi. I don't like lesbians. <laughs> That's kind of, yeah, you're right. That's not the norm. Now, do you talk about sexual preferences and sexual experiences when you like have your clients in front of you and you guide them no. to what questions to ask? You don't no. get into their love life at all? No. No? Okay. No, no I don't give off that vibe. So, so that they're... would be extra. <laughs> That's okay. We send them our way. We can guide them too. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because That's to me, it's important. Extra. It's important that they're not only compatible by the things they like and the morals they have and the you know the culture that I they agree. share. It's still a very important part of their compatibility as a couple. I agree, mm-hmm. but it doesn't start there. Not right. with okay. Not when you're looking for a serious relationship. You first need to know if there's compatibility. Sex comes after. It's it's we're talking about two different types of relationships. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sex is important. Yes. To some, it's more important than others. Mm-hmm. So it's getting to know each other first and what, and getting to know what your wants, what your likes and dislikes are, and then going from there. All right. Wow. All of this is really great stuff. Let's just take a second to remind everybody that we are Carol and David, and we're having an amazing discussion with Laura Bellotta. She's an author, dating coach, and matchmaker. And coming up is our favorite segment, Great Sex Matters. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we want to invite everyone to join us at Hedonism 2 in Jamaica during Goddess Week, May 9 to 16, hosted by Kim and Brad from Tantric Hearts. And we have Kim here with us to tell us all about the highlights of the week and what to expect. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Carol. I am so excited about the Goddess Week. We are going to have so much fun. We're going to be exploring Goddess Spot, feminine empowerment, manifesting your desires. So if you're looking for more passion, more connection, more intimacy in your relationships, and also you want to have more passion in yourself and in your relationships, then we can help you with finding that goddess within. So join us. Um, we're looking forward to it. We're going to be here and having a whole lot of fun. So if you want to find out more about this event, uh, of course, you can go to tantrichearts.com and thesexylifestyle.com. We'll have all the information posted there. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. Now it's time to get down and dirty and talk about the importance of finding a sexually compatible mate. Because relationships, once you get to know the person, that's what we were talking about before, relationships can begin and end in the bedroom. So compatibility is a very important thing that we want to talk about. And we did mention it earlier, that's not the first thing that goes on when you're finding a new mate. But certainly once you've found that mate, you want to, do, you want to make sure that you are compatible in bed. So, Laura, I know a lot of people are dying to get into a relationship because they're missing sex. They're missing that intimacy and the closeness that you can have with sex. And sometimes that might drive people to make a wrong choice or they just want to jump on the first person who comes along. Mm -hmm. Do you ever hear that from your clients? Oh, yes. That happens a lot. We get into trouble, especially (laughs) females. Because, again, we're... Triggers us, right? The sex... Um, triggers this attraction and sometimes it's like a a drug when we have sex that one time with the right person or who we think is the right person it just it releases all this all this oxytocin in your body and then it it gives off that love vibe and it's like oh it's so dreamy especially if you haven't had sex in a while there's a this and there's shitty sex and then there's good sex but I find good sex comes from really caring about a person, but you guys might think otherwise. 
You guys probably no, think absolutely. you can have good sex with any anybody. No, but Laura, we could not have great sex as swingers if we weren't madly and passionately in love with each other. Because in the swinging lifestyle, and we spoke about it on your show, um, you have to be a strong, solid couple um, to have great sex as a couple. And then, and then to, expand upon it with and another to go out couple. and have sex with other right. people, you have to be in love with your partner. You, you, it, it can't work the other way. Okay. So the passion yeah, I guess is still I don't there. Understand that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Now, but still, like I really feel that sexual desire drives relationships, and especially if I'm not going to say use the word desperate, but you know, because a lot of people can self. Uh, pleasure and fulfill some of those fantasies but we are kind of wired to find a partner to share it with and that does cloud their um, their world a little bit when they do find that you know very hunky guy if that's what it is that they've had sex like you said and so where do you go from there if you feel your client has been now um, you know living living in this dream world and he's not really the right guy for her what, what would you say to her move on mm-hmm. that's not so easy when he's like He's a great fuck, but nothing else is good about him. Uh, then move on. I mean, like, I mean, it's it, there's <sighs> a relationship is more than just sex. You have to be a person's friend, especially as we get older. We want someone who's going to be by our side. We need to have a, you know, a good partner, one with integrity, one that treats us really well. If all they have is sex, I mean, what's that, where's that going to take you? Mm-hmm. Again, that's like. That's like choosing a partner based on chemistry only mm-hmm. and not compatibility, and mm-hmm. that's not going to work out in the long run. It can be tumultuous, actually. So now that you've been in a single state for a little while now, and you're doing a lot of self-reflection and doing a lot of self-empowerment, what would you constitute as the number one thing you'd be looking for in a new partner? Like sexual partner or no, just, just partner? in general, who well, you'd be looking for. When you go back in the dating scene, what, what are the number one things that you would like to check off? I mean, sex isn't part of it. Yeah, of course. Someone who has really good morals and values, uh, someone whose values align with my values, someone who shares the same goals and interests as me, I think. I mean, not necessarily interests. We can have different interests, but certain things are important. Like, I love taking hikes, and I think it's more, I love, like, you know, grabbing a coffee on a Sunday afternoon and going for a hike, those types of things. Um, having a good personality, someone that can makes me laugh, someone that appreciates me cooking for them and all the little things that I do, someone who pre- shows me their appreciation, someone who needs, someone who knows how to treat a lady. I like old school. I love mm-hmm. to be treated like a lady. You know? How, however, you're, you're a very empowered woman. You're a successful entrepreneur. Um, you are a strong, um, you have an opinion. Um, do you want a guy who's just going to agree with you, or is it okay for no, the guy to no. stand up and, and tell you what he thinks as well? I Yeah, I love when a guy can stand up. I don't want to be more powerful than my guy. I don't, you know, yeah, you're right. I am kind of a boss lady, but in a relationship, I can I can bow down. Like, I'm, I'm all about compromising. It doesn't have to be my way all the time. So you like being on top? <laughs> yes, I love to be on top. <laughs> you and Carol get along great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so, um, I don't know what else that I want to say about that. Someone that just, someone that really likes me, like, really, really likes me a lot. And, and sex is important too. Someone that you're sexually compatible with. And yeah. that means a number. Someone that gives you butterflies in the belly when you think about mm. having sex with them, you know. So, so in your past X number of years that you've been dating, what's the craziest place you've had sex? Oh, 
I don't get too crazy. So <laughs> the no. car. Well, I was gonna say the, the kitchen. Sometimes the kitchen's crazy the car, too. The car. The car. <laughs> so I'm gonna tell you a secret. Our listeners don't know this, but Carol has never had sex in the car, and I don't plan to. It's not my thing. Okay. It's just okay, not my well, thing. Okay, well, I've had sex in the car. Yeah. You've given so. me a blowjob going down the 401 well, okay. in front of the truck drivers. Yeah, that's but the, not, mm-hmm. we, we haven't fucked in the car. No. I know a lot of people do that, and it's a thrill, especially with windows and stuff, but it's just not my thing being cramped or uncomfortable. Yeah, but that's not the first time I've heard of a girl uh, giving a guy a blowjob in right, the car. Right, that's not, that's not the kind I think of... most girls have done that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not so crazy after all. Well, that sounded evil. <laughs> <laughs> From... <laughs> That's really funny. From all the people uh, that you've met over the years, what's the most romantic date that you've heard someone has put together for them and their partner? A most romantic? Mm-hmm. Or, or or different, something just out of the ordinary. Well, is is getting picked up in a limo, going to a five-star restaurant in the, in, in the falls, uh, Niagara Falls. Nice. Um, having a room overlooking the falls. Playing a little blackjack, a little gambling, and then, you know, going back to the room with your partner and having a lot of fun. That sounds really dreamy. That sounds great. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, and then you don't get to bed until like 4 a.m., 5 a.m., and then you're exhausted the next day, but then you get up and then you go for breakfast and... It's just, it feels good even though you're exhausted, but it's like you're energized, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we started the conversation, you told us about how you got into this whole dating scene, this dating world. Uh, you were single at the time and you started going to speed dating. Now, you started... No, doing... I didn't go to speed dating. Oh, you didn't. You were just intrigued by it. I was intrigued by okay. it. I went to an event to see if it was something that I could get into. Oh, Okay. I'm just yes, curious about. I'm just curious about your journey into the sexual world when you were single and started doing all this, and it became a job for you. Did it become more like, um, you know, like I'm going to say, dull, um, and you're used to it, or is it still exciting for you to go on dates? No, I honestly don't like it. I I'm excited about the possibility of meeting my next partner. Mm-hmm. But does the dating world excite me? No, mm-hmm. okay. actually, because it's very difficult out there. And like I said, there people are just, it's so much more difficult because we have so much choice. So people aren't making choices and you could be dating someone, but they could also be dating five other people. Mm-hmm. And then there's this whole texting game going back and forth and it's just, ugh. It's just exhausting. So I, be, be, before I get into Valentine's Day and um, the guy's version a month later, I, I want to ask you a little bit about the um, mega dating, multi dating. And is that cool? Is it is it okay for a woman to date three or four guys at the same time and yes. then pick and choose which one really tickles her fancy? Well, yes, that's what's happening. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's the norm. It's. But it's it's causing a lot of confusion in the dating world. But it's it's a norm now, so you might as well keep up with the Joneses. I mean, mm-hmm. why give up now yeah, yeah, yeah. to do what everyone else is doing? That's of course what what you have to do. I though I'm not like that. I mm, I'm pretty picky though. But uh, I guess that's everybody is. But <laughs> like I know right away. But then you know what? No, that's not true. I have given people chances. I thought, okay, I, this this person isn't exactly what I'm looking for, but I'll go out with them one more time and see. Although I was on a date recently, uh, a little while ago with a guy, and 
he got me to smell like his the cologne on his neck. Mm-hmm. And I know knew instantly this isn't a match because I didn't like his pheromones. I didn't like the way he smelled. Mm. Now, everyone has a certain smell, Mm -hmm. and we could really be appalled by that smell, or we can like the smell. So this guy just, I was like, no, I don't like his smell. Well, I know that when I was in the dating world, and even after my my marriage broke down, uh, and I was back out there again, um, the, the first kiss for me was definitely a signal. If I didn't enjoy that first kiss, I knew, oh, this is not going to work. But both of us love passionate yeah. kissing, and we're both great kissers. So I get oh, it. I, I'm yeah. an amazing kisser, too. I love kissing. Mm-hmm. Kissing Passion. can get you so aroused. Absolutely, it does. If you kiss with the right person. Mm-hmm. I've taught guys how to kiss before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's important. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not about shoving your tongue down her throat, which uh, yeah, some guys don't know that. So, and if if you meet someone and they don't kiss quite that well, you can teach them. You yeah. don't have to get rid of them right away. I mean, if they're open to you teaching them how to kiss properly, there's I don't see anything wrong with that. But Laura, that if goes open to that it, that goes with anything sexual. If she's giving, if a girl's giving me a blowjob and it's not good. I can tell her that is not good, and this is what I like. And Carol does the same thing when um, a guy is going down on her, and it might be good for his wife, but it's not good for Carol. So she has to tell them what she likes. So that, okay. that that communication is so important. Exactly, and not a reason to dump them. Yeah, mm-hmm. communication is so important in uh, when it comes to every aspect of a relationship, every yes. aspect, even with dating. Not so much. Well. Early on dating, it's hard to communicate because you don't know the person too well and you might say something stupid and they'll run off. (laughs) Yes, guys do. True. You say the wrong thing. You say one thing that's wrong and someone just bolts. Mm -hmm. Red flag, red flag. Okay, I got a question for you. We just went through Valentine's Day and I'm not going to get into the ins and outs and ups and downs of Valentine's Day because everybody celebrates it their own way. We actually did a great show with Kim and Brad from Tantric Hearts all about what you can do to do on Valentine's Day instead of buying chocolates and flowers, and people should listen to that show. But I want to talk about Feb- uh, March 14th, which is for the guys, which is called Steak and Blowjob Day. How do you... What? Steak and Blowjob Day? <laughs> oh, you didn't know about that? No. See, you learned something new today. March 14th is Steak and Blowjob Day. Yes, it's the opposite of Valentine's Day because it's all about him. Uh-huh. Oh, March 14th. i got to write this down. March 14th. is it, Like, how long has this tradition been going on? Oh, a long time. I don't know exactly. Oh, come how long. on. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, That's how long have steak and blowjobs been around? <laughs> so, uh, on this day, I have to send a shout-out to you guys on my Instagram and okay. say, Carol and David. This is Carol and David. It's steak and blowjob day. <laughs> guys, get out. Make sure you get a steak today or have a steak. It's, right. about, it's about the girls doing something for the guys. Yeah. Which is kind of fun, right? But only right? if you're in a relationship. Oh well, I, you know, I, oh, I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm sure um, there'll be lots of guys available to girls if they wanted to, you know, make a mistake yeah, and give them a blowjob. Yeah, aren't we lucky? Yeah, we're really, really lucky. I'm really lucky when I get those video, dick pic videos. Oh, Not just pictures. I get videos. Oh, we we get them too, we get them and we don't. Too. We just don't understand it. No. Oh, you don't understand it either. I thought no. you guys don't like it. Oh no, 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 no. no thank you. 
So no. I guess we're getting down to the wire here. Our show's nearly over, but we need well, our... Wait, wait, can I just say sure. one more thing? Yes, yeah. But you never see a guy sending a dick video or dick pic when their penis isn't very big. Oh, no, they still do, believe me. I get all sizes. <laughs> they just put the camera at a different oh, really? angle. Oh, yeah, I get all sizes. I, I don't get any small oh, ones. Oh, yeah, for sure. But listen, guys, if you're listening, it's okay if you have a small one. Uh, don't, you know, be discouraged because there's, uh, there's somebody out there that's going to like it. And it's not always about... The size, it's how you use it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's very good advice for sure. <laughs> now we're getting down to the end of our show. It's time for our final advice. So, Laura, if you could offer only two tips, one for the guy and one for the girl, to attract their perfect mate so that they're going to have, you know, a lifetime of, of fun, excitement, love, and, of course, great sex, what would they be? Uh, well, I think my tip is for both genders because okay. I think the most important thing is to is confidence for both men and women building up your self-esteem feeling good about yourself enjoying your own body knowing what you want learning about your own body asking lots of questions early on in a relationship because if you're really sexual and the person is not uh, you you may want to change that great mm-hmm. really really good advice i like that so listen, Laura, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being here. And that was for sh- absolutely amazing. And um, I guess, um, you know, uh, that was some amazing information. Uh, why don't you take a minute now and tell everyone how they can find you online, social media, your website, your podcast. Oh, my. So the show is called The Dating and Relationship Show. It's on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, so it's part of Global. And it airs Sunday nights at 9 p.m. on AM 640, or you can find it online. It's a podcast, uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes. Uh, You can also follow us on Instagram, The Dating and Relationship Show. You can follow me on Instagram at official Laura Bellotta uh, or at Single in the City. I have three accounts. How do I keep up? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And uh, my book is called uh, Single in the City, From Hookups and Heartbreaks to Love and Life Mates, Tales and Trips to Attract a Perfect Match. You can find it online at Amazon or at Chapters Indigo online there as well. And uh, what else is there? Um, Go to singleinthecity.ca. I have a program for men on attracting, building confidence and attracting women. Uh, it's called Get the Total Approach. It's called The Course. It's on my website. And so much more. I mean, just Google me. And there's so much information. If you're looking to learn more about love, dating, relationships, everything, just check me out. <laughs> and if you missed any of that, Laura's going to have a profile up on our website, thesexylifestyle.com. So you can go there and all the links will be there leading you to anywhere Laura is online. And we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic guests. And we hope you do too. Visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com, to find out more about our expert guests. You can even contact them if you have questions about sex, sexuality, relationships, and dating. And remember to sign up on sdc.com if you're looking for an open-minded online community to meet other sexy people and find out where the events are happening near you. If you use promo code 30314, you'll get your first month free. So check it out. And join us at Hito 2, that amazing clothing optional resort in Jamaica where you can get as mild or as wild as you want for a triple play event, which is going to be a full takeover on September 26th to October 3rd, 2020, celebrating fitness, kink, and arm candy, not the type you eat, the type you fuck. 
Remember also to book Nadia in Orleans, the largest convention for sexually open-minded couples in the world, July 8th to 12th. All this information and anything else you need to know is on our website, thesexylifestyle.com. And if you have any questions, you can send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Alrighty, that's it for our show today. Laura Bellotta, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. It was a pleasure for sure. Always is, and uh, I think we'll reserve the right to have Laura come back and talk more about dating and singles and everything going on, what's trending in the world. And of course, we want to thank all our listeners for listening as well. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.